Hello and welcome to episode 7 of Straight From The Hot Tap. In this episode, we discuss how to grow the podcast and generate some revenue to keep our private jets fueled. Lou explains how not to be inclusive with vegans, Matt doesn't like Bridgerton, and we all do a narcissist test with fairly surprising results. Oh, and I found a way to add jingles and sound effects, so sorry in advance. If you enjoy the podcast, please like, share and leave us a comment. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. If you don't enjoy it, well, turn it off and go back to trying to slog-sweep Axar first ball in the test at Ahmedabad. We hope you enjoy the show. I'm Matt. I'm John. I am Josh. And I'm Matt. And this is straight, straight from the hot center. There's this guy, right? He gets this text out of the blue from his wife. And it reads, I found out you've been shagging another woman, you dirty, cheating bastard. Yeah, I've packed all my things and I'm leaving you. I'm moving back to my sister's house. And he replies, okay, see you when you get here. <laughs> I guess the theme of tonight's episode is narcissism. And I wanted to just talk about why that is. Um, first of all, some background. A few weeks ago, I was accused of being a narcissist. Was it by your therapist? Well, I'm going to get to that, Matt. Now, the thing is, when somebody accuses you of being a narcissist, you can react in basically one of two ways. Uh, Firstly, you could just ignore it and just go whatever and remain at the gym looking at the mirror for the next 10 hours. Or you can go, hold on. If someone's telling me I'm a narcissist, maybe I should take it seriously because that's a pretty that's a pretty big allegation. So I did what any self-respecting Los Angelino would do. I discussed the issue with my therapist. Herbert, if you're listening, I hope this doesn't break patient-client confidentiality. So I told him... Did Herbert nod and write notes when you said this? I believe he did. But then I do it on Zoom at the moment. So I can't, I can't actually see what, you know... Um, but, um, he does have a very nice office though. Uh, so I, I, I told him that I wanted to find out if I was in fact a narcissist. I told him, listen, I know I can be quite self-centered. I know that I, I like the sound of my own voice. I like telling stories and being the center of attention, but what I want to do is like, I want to find out if I actually do have a more serious problem, like I'm being accused of. And so he told me that, look, if you're really worried about this issue if you if you really do want to find out if you're a narcissist as luck would have it there is actually a medically respected uh, by the american medical association online test that you can take we can do it together and if you take the test it will actually give you a pretty good idea if you are in fact a narcissist or not and he say, he said to me it's it's actually pretty accurate so I, so I said, listen, let's take it. And that's the point of tonight's episode. I wanted to give you a little bit more background. Um, the person who told me I was a narcissist, who is going to remain nameless here, the truth is she's a pretty impressive person. Um, just a few things about her. She's got a very high profile, high powered job. Uh, she's a screenwriter. Um, she's a very much a deep thinker. Um, she reads the novels of Thomas Mann, uh, is a great cook, loves Prosecco and cocktails, and on top of it, has an incredibly cool dog called Bartok, who I'm actually quite emotionally attached to, frankly. Now, the reason I'm telling you all of this about her is that the point is, she's the type of person that if she says something, you should probably listen. So if she's called me a narcissist, there's probably something to it. So... The point is, tonight's episode is dedicated to her. So if she's listening, I hope she really enjoys it and doesn't hate me too much. How are you? Well, good, thanks. We've we've kind of had a catch-up before you joined the party, Matt, actually. Oh, right, okay. What would I miss? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no. We've ordered you a new bed, Matt. Um, <laughs> I hope you don't mind. Yeah. <laughs> we, just, uh, we, gave, we thought it was about time, you know, maybe... That you're, you might not fall out of the bed at night. Therefore, you, you can you can progress from a cot. Have you have you still got that cot in your office that you can crash on? 
It's not a cot. It's a bed. It's a day bed. It's, it's a day bed. And what worries me is that it's like a chill. It's a children's bed. It's, it's got a vintage Victorian effect going on from IKEA. Because <laughs> your office chair, your desk chair, was kind of in the way of one whole side of it. All we could see yeah. basically were the other three sides, and it actually makes it look more like a cage. <laughs> well, you know, what can I say? I'm an animal in bed. <laughs> well um we're up to 160 listens now on cast on cast box which is pretty good although rather disturbingly one of those is the owner of taunton matters i love that that is bloody brilliant i'm so i'm i'm amazed when you send us the message that that, that the owner of taunton taunton matters is like a is a, is a listener what was kind of funny was um she was particularly taken by the the, the letter we received from the council <laughs> about our, our our request to do a, a live show down in the castle hotel um because she, she she'd had similar letters from the council yeah mm. so that was nice so i said she could come on the show she hasn't responded yet has wow. she actually listened to the podcast yet though well she listened to some of it certainly by the time she emailed me so i, I don't think she got to the to the you know the, the, the more fruity r-rated bits <laughs> but but yeah but no, there's the new the, the new uh, the new format on Zencast series. I've got I've got some sound effects. Look, I've got some dramatic piano. Look at that. Oh, can yeah. you hear that? Beautiful. Yeah. Got some drums. Look at that. Nice. Oh, that can Brilliant. be told after a joke. Yeah. Okay, go. I found this one as well. Bend of air. What? Bend of air. Bend of air. <laughs> ben Dover. Ben Dover. A, a Frenchman saying Ben Dover. Ben Dover. Yeah. Ben Dover. Exactly. It must. Oh. Is that the door? Oh, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how's, how's the week been, jo- Johnny? Have you, have you got over your, your computer fatigue yet? Or? Oh, I feel I've gone through the pain barrier now. I, I feel like I'm I'm just I'm just permanently, you know, plugged in. I feel like I'm I've I've gone into a new a new chapter. I'm never gonna leave it. I've just been <laughs> so, I, I've plugged a USB port straight into my ear. And, uh, and I'm, I'm not even talking. You're just downloading my thoughts straight from my head. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about like advancing technology a couple of episodes ago. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Call me Johnny Mnemonic. Johnny Mnemonic. That, that suits you, actually. That suits you. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. So, um, yeah, but busy week all round. I've actually had a, a couple of days off this week. Went for a nice long walk today with Christian. Mm. Sort of buzzard, actually. Thankfully, not in my car. <laughs> um, there was a buzzard, which was nice. How about you, Josh? Have you, have you had any more run-ins with the law this week? Well, being, being in London, I've, I've, I've only seen a couple of pigeons um, but uh, I, um, and a squirrel. And no, no more run-ins with the law, no. I'm glad to say that you know my record is clean this week. Actually, I was I was um I was telling Christian earlier about the time at your house, Josh, uh, Johnny. You were there too, so, some years ago, where it made me think of it when you were sat there drinking ports. Do you remember when we, when we drank a bottle of ports? Um, yeah, I do. And then put some put, put some bread on the bird table outside your your, your window. Do you remember? The- I, well, actually, I re- yeah, I do remember. <laughs> I, I believe that you know this was mainly you. <laughs> oh, it was. Yeah. It's, it's probably you know. It's I occasionally I get pangs of guilt about that incident. I, I get pangs of guilt from being a witness to that incident. Do you? Yeah. Shoot, shooting shooting birds is never a good idea. Actually, speaking of which, Lee, you oh, you promised you promised us some <laughs> some tales from from farmland this week. Yeah. You know, last week you left us hanging with with hints of the <laughs> salacious and you know illegal activities that go on on farms. It's basically a combination of Ozark and and, and the Wire down in the Cheshire country farms. Well, it's funny that you mention port and illegal shooting of <laughs> wild fowl, but I just want to say that as a disclaimer, that it is illegal to shoot Canadian geese. Uh, because they're protected under the Countryside Act of 1981. One Christmas time, I did have a clay pigeon shoot at my farm and uh, invited Matt and a few few other rugby friends and, and just a sort of general invite to, the, to my family. 
and we we started drinking port and got the guns out, got the clay pigeon trap out, all that sort of thing. Started, you know, doing a bit of shooting. One of my sisters and her husband turned up. To begin with, they were they were a bit sort of sceptical about coming to the event because uh, they're both vegan. They're against all sort of any sorts of shooting unless it's clay pigeon shooting. They said, oh, no, don't, don't worry, don't worry. We're just, you know, going to put some clays in the trap and shoot them. Be fine. So they turned up. Um, and just as they turned up and started walking towards where we're shooting, this flock of what I'm going to say is ducks flew over and <laughs> we all decided to take some pot shots at these oh, ducks. No. <laughs> and, <laughs> as sister Anna and her husband Dave walked over, they just saw us taking pot shots at these flock of overflying ducks. <laughs> I took one look at it. It's raining ducks. Turned around and walked off again. Did they, actually, did they actually drive off? Did they actually they, stay? I can't remember. No, they didn't stay. They, they got straight off. back in their car the and drove, drove home. And I didn't hear anything from Anna for about, I'm going to say about six months, because she was so deeply traumatised by the whole thing. In, in, in our defence, we didn't actually shoot any of We didn't actually hit, manage to hit any of these ducks that definitely weren't Canadian geese. We were so terrible at shooting that we didn't actually manage to hit any of them. They were pretty high. you think they'd be pretty easy to shoot. They're pretty big, but no. They, they were they, they, they evaded the guns that night which is good i think i think that's a, that's that's justifiable in analogous context of the driving range where when you're on the golf driving range and you're just firing a few balls when the tractor that comes on to pick up the ball <laughs> drives into view everyone in all the stalls tries to hit him just fair yeah. game so it's fair game, you know, if you put aside the animal cruelty and turn a blind eye and don't tell RSPB, I think <laughs> yeah. it's fine. And the actual I, law. I yeah. think it's the moment. It is. It's like a bit like a bit like the golf driving range. It's the moment when the the hunter instinct kicks in. That's when the real sort of you know caveman comes out. Yeah, and to be fair, I've been driven to absolute distraction by Canadian geese on many an occasion. So you know, <laughs> a, you? a few less isn't gonna. <laughs> isn't going to hurt. I went fishing for for a day earlier in the year and I got there like seven in the morning and by by 5 p.m. I was sunburnt and like I, I would actually, if I had some kind of machine gun, I would have destroyed every Canadian goose on the entire lake because they just menaced me for like 10 hours. So in what way? You know, well, how did they menace you? Oh my God, like everything. Like it turned my back, they'd be you know, in my bag trying to get my sandwiches. They'd be swimming across my line. They'd be diving to get any bait that I put down. They'd be chasing <laughs> each other and disturbing. I mean, it was literally like they were just out, just just, just there taking the piss. It's like the day out for them, just going piss off Matt. It was, it was miserable. That's quite a was. Yeah. Any, any, anyway, so Matt, are you, are you still there? You're very quiet. You? I, I, yeah, no, I'm just, um, I'm just wondering whether or not to be shocked about... Uh, you guys' willingness to exterminate the natural life of the of uh, planet Earth, uh, <laughs> and whether or not, like, as someone as someone who, who actively enjoys shooting, now I'm not. I generally shoot at inanimate objects. I don't end the life of nature's bounty, except when you're like eating a burger at the same time. Well, that was the initial atten- intention. It was a clay pigeon shoot. Mm. It was just unfortunate. Or fortunate, depending on your viewpoint. Well, yeah. for them. Well, actually, not yeah. for them because we didn't hit any. So you know. My dad got his comeuppance in a big way with uh, with a, with a pheasant once. Yeah. My, my, my dad is is known to be a, a, a bit of a. So yeah, my dad's renowned for for trying to chase a bargain, and you know. He's what and roadkill. Yeah, he's the kind of guy that goes that goes around housing estates and puts old washing machines that are left outside people's houses in you know in, in the back of his car and going through skips and stuff. But he was driving down the country lane one night and he and he hit a pheasant. So he put he stopped the car, picked the pheasant up, and thought, "Brilliant, that'll that'll be that'll be dinner for for, for tomorrow night." Um, of course, carried on driving and then realised that the the pheasant wasn't actually dead; it was stunned. So this <laughs> this, this, this pheasant started doing laps of his car and making a god almighty noise but the, what makes me laugh about the story is like any normal person right if this was me i would stop the car i'd let the pheasant out i you know get, get home and think you know fair enough good job the pheasant's still alive not my dad my dad drove this pheasant round to his mate's house 
because his mate was known to be able to process pheasants. So he just got his mate to wring this pheasant's neck, defeather it then and there, and then took it home. It's like, <laughs> Dad, this is, so this poor pheasant had not only been hit by a car, it had then been transported in said car in the dark to some random's house, had its neck wrung, and then was turned into Sunday lunch. Well, well Roald Dahl wrote a whole book about that. I mean, I... I... We read Danny the Champion of the World the other day. Oh, yeah. Which I, I hadn't read, obviously, for ages. And I've forgotten mm. all about it. And that's all about poaching and eating pheasants. But it's also one of his best books. Johnny, you've just, re- you've just read it. But do you guys find that um, Roald Dahl um, ages well? Yes. That's not with the caveat that I believe that he doesn't. I'm just, cur- I'm just curious because I don't have an opinion. But, you know, there's, he's a really controversial figure now. I think the yeah. theme. I think the themes of his books age age well, and like some of the main characters. So like the the terrible uh, baddies, the awful. You know, if you're a parent in a Roald Dahl book, forget about it. You're you're mm. evil. You're evil or you're dead. Um, <laughs> uh, and like the kid heroes, the the virtues and values of the books. I think they're timeless. Mm. But some of the you know some of the the, the settings are a bit a bit obviously they're very old fashioned. You know. And poisoning your grandmother in uh, George's marvelous medicine is probably not so good. It's probably more <laughs> frowned upon these days than it was in the 1970s, when it yeah. was, you know, very yeah. much all the rage. Yes, but yeah. when my children heard that story, they thought it was an excellent idea because they have an evil grandma. <laughs> <laughs> really, not poisoning my grandmother. That's, that's terrible. <laughs> anyway. Two things. Actually, speaking, before we kick off, did you guys do that narcissist test? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, oh. <laughs> did, oh, you, God. did you guys do it? Johnny, did you do it? No, I didn't do it. Can I do it now? Is, that, is it? It, it, takes, it literally takes a couple of minutes. Yeah, okay. you can do it while you're online. Yeah. Okay. We'll come back to it. Josh, have you, have you done it? I did do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. So get, get, let Johnny do it. We'll, we'll crack on. But let's summarize it, right? So essentially, you know, I, I'm not with, with any kind of t- tests like this. You know, it, it's part of it's um, to try and get you to to buy counselling um, services. So I, I, I do wonder whether you know pretty much everybody that does that particular test ends up with some narcissist traits. Definitely. I was also I was um, speaking to Matt G about this the other day, and actually, hmm. um, I mean, and there are so many questions which are either very one, either very leading, I found, or hmm. two that that basically you want to answer true to 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 true and false at the same for the same statement because yeah. you're somewhere in the middle. I found George, myself on that line so many times. Is that question eight, yeah. Josh? That, that is the idea of those tests, though, because it forces you between two statements. That so, so you have to choose the the one that's the better of two evils. Really, it's, it's, it's a test I use at work that's similar. Oh, really? um, but but yes, yeah, there so there, there is a test. Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> that, 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 Lou, yeah, you've done it about eight times to try and yes, beat, beat yes. the test, and has never quite pulled it off. Yeah, thank um, you. <laughs> well, I've still got the job. Thank you. This is true. Yeah. So I know Matt's results. Mm. I've already me and Matt already so, discussed. Yeah, we will yeah. discuss this. I, I, I don't know. I don't know Josh's results, uh, and, I, and I don't know Johnny's. So I'm going to hazard a guess. So let, let, it'll be interesting to see what how, how we all guess each other's scores. So in terms of order of the most narcissistic of of the of the five of us, Josh. Obviously, I know three people's results, so it's unfair. But where would you place it in terms of most to least? I didn't know it was going to go down like this. You know, I thought we were just going to discuss, you know, I, you know, I mean, I didn't know we were going to go down. Is this down. a narcissism question? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this your own little test on top of the test? Basically? Yeah. This is an yeah. extra narcissist test. Yeah, I was quite surprised by my own results. I was quite surprised by somebody else's results as well. Why are you I was surprised doing, by my own results as well, actually. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the counselling this week has been going well, though. Yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> well, i I got to be honest. I I actually wasn't surprised by my results because just to, just to frame everything in the, in the context, I was accused of being a narcissist very emphatically by my ex-girlfriend um, who says, you are a total narcissist and... Uh, everything that you've therefore done is evidence of that. So is, is that because you asked you asked her to address you as master? Um, may have had something to do with it. 
Um, was it the last word she said as you shut the cellar door? I mean, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so, so because of that, I thought, you know, I could be a, uh, you know, I could be a teenager and just go, mm. I'm going to get back on Hinge. Or I could be a grown up and go, let go me see. Tinder. Yeah, and go back on Tinder. Or I could be a grown up and go, let's see if there's any, any truth to this. So I did the narcissist test. Are we allowed to discuss our results now? Or, or is Johnny still doing? I, I'm, I've got three questions left, by the way. All right. Right, right. So, so Josh, go on then. Most to least, go on. Most to least out of the five of us. Why am I having to ask, ask to do this? Because well, I, mean, I, I know three of the results. <clears throat> well, I don't know Lou well enough, but I'm going to say, but from my brief, you know, brief talks with her, I'm going to say she's she's got she's a low scoring person. <laughs> When I say that, that's a compliment. I don't think that's a compliment, by the way. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, Lou. We should just frame that in its correct context. A low score on the narcissist test is positive. Yeah, Yeah, the score is between one and 40, and 40 obviously is just go to the priory now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm laughing and going, oh, God, because I know what my score is. Oh, right, because I, and I've got, I mean, yeah, I reckon, so I reckon Lou is quite low. Um, from, from that's what that was my thought of me, well, um, can we say what is comparatively low to you guys first well, we'll, we'll find out um, <laughs> I, the thing is and also I come at it knowing Matt G's score because we just we talked about it on the phone mm. the other day didn't we Matt so, yeah we did and I would say I this sounds such a cop-out answer but I don't reckon any of us are mega high scorers no. Right. What, and, what and would I, we say is mega high scoring, by the way? It was 40, wasn't it? So I think anything over 20 is high. I, I've done two different narcissist tests, right? And according to the parameters <laughs> of this one... You needed a second opinion after the first one. Yeah. According, <laughs> according to the parameters of this one, anything over 20 is you have a big problem. Oh, shit. A big problem, or just a sort of average size problem? You have a problem that's in need of counselling, and obviously, yeah. if you get over thirty, it's bad. Yeah. Really, you bad. either need to you either need to see like a counsellor, or you need to do a better job of like running the business or com- or country. That yeah, you, you know, <laughs> yeah, that yeah. Like, or, or just or murdering people. Basically, if you get over thirty, when you go shooting on your farm, you're shooting at like your fired employees who are running away from you across the. <laughs> you're, you're shooting at the worker men. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're taking pot shots at the, at the at the labourers while simultaneously on a conference call with Netflix about your new series based entirely upon yourself that's going on in your own mind. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, thankfully, I'm below thirty, right. so no, yeah. that hasn't happened. Okay, that's yeah. all right. Yeah. All right. So it's a one. Yeah, because it's interesting because I, I would have I would have scored Lou low as well, and, and I know Lou pretty well. Um, Johnny, I would put low as well. So Josh, I wasn't sure about. I thought Josh, you'd probably be around the same as me. And obviously, I knew I knew Matt was a bit high. As in, th- there's a bid in there, but not not a destructive amount. That's that's how I'd have, how I'd have put it. I actually scored lower than I thought I would. In a weird way, yeah. I don't know what that says about me. But I, I, in a weird it says way, you're a narcissist, Josh. There's one thing that says narcissist. It's thinking you're going to score low on a narcissist test. True or false? You'll score low on this test. Nothing screams narcissist like thinking I'm not a narcissist. <laughs> yeah. Right, so come on, let's reveal the scores. I scored 19 was my score. <gasps> okay, so Matt scored 19, which according to the narcissist test is you're on the very borderline of you need medical help. <laughs> I think it was medical help. I think it was some, some counselling that was offered by the company that did the test, I think. Yeah, we can objectively kind of score that to like, Matt's probably okay, but he probably has some big time, uh, you know, ego moments. And just to be clear, 18 is a score that's attributed to people like that. People who are basically normal, but they have moments of extreme ego. I I think that, that does actually tally quite well with me, actually, I think. 
what is it that you say very often that I remembered when you told me what your score was? My work. What, that I'm busy and important? That's why I can't do stuff. I can't speak to you, Louise. I am very busy and very important. Yeah. Tell me that later. And, 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 I, and I'd just like to add something else at this point, which is that what's interesting about people in day-to-day life is that most people dis- uh, show symptoms of being a narcissist um, when they're driving. It's the one time of life that people actually exhibit these kind of symptoms is when they're behind the wheel of a car. Yeah, it's really interesting, right? In that case, I put put Josh, I put Josh, you know, low low 30s. What? Based on on your driving. (laughs) What's wrong with my driving? What's wrong with my driving? Yeah, nothing if, you know, if you're an autobahn or doing in hyperspace. (laughs) Matt, look, I've seen you drive a golf buggy. <laughs> I remember trying to keep out with you once, and you were driving that 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 old car of your grandmother's. What was it? A Peugeot oh, yeah. two hundred six. It was like a it was like a Citroen. Yeah, yeah. And I was driving quite a powerful car. I can't remember. Which, I can't remember which one it was now, but it, I remember it was sort of reasonably. I think it was my. Yeah, I had a two point two liter Honda Accord, which was quite meaty, and I was I was pushing it, and I was just nowhere near keeping up with you. Like I just couldn't do it without literally just fearing for my life i got the apex you know i just like to get from a to b the modern world amplifies the latent narcissism that most people have in their minds right and especially social media because it's all about you and it's all about attention and it allows you to interact with people purely from a basis of uh you know this is my image and so driving is similar to that because it's uh, it allows you to be in a kind of sealed environment, deal with the universe from a place of not having to cooperate in a in a in a particularly close way. You're kind of king of this tiny little empire, this tiny little realm. Yeah, and you're yeah, and you're, you're you're able to sort of you're in control. Yeah. So, so Matt, yeah. I figure with somebody that gets to the age of forty-one has never learned to drive, and instead insists on being driven by other people. Well, actually, you're not correct there, Matt, because I actually had I've had several driving lessons this have year. You? Yeah. Really? So, yeah, and I, I actually, and I actually, of course, I live in a place where it's the it's the accepted wisdom that you have to drive. Well, just as well, some of the um, questions aren't based on uh, driving because my my uh, score would have gone up dramatically probably yeah, i just I, well yeah i agree and or matt and i matt g and i've done a few road trips and i just remember very very much do you, matt do you remember that time when we had to make it to to Bariloche? we were, we were I driving do. in um, <clears throat> we were driving in um in patagonia in in argentina and we literally decided to stay this night at this 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 extra night this really nice place we found probably the only mm. nice place we found accommodation wise I mean, it was an amazing mm. trip but we had to get literally across the country to make it to get get the car back to the rental place and to get on this train. It was the only train for like three days or something. I mean, literally three days. There was no missing that train. We had to literally just cane it across. Luckily, there's no traffic. But anyway, we we were making amazing time, amazing mm. time. And then we got about three hours away, probably, and we hit. They they closed the road, and the the the, the, um, the alternative, like the diversion route, was literally. A an unpaved road where you can't go fast enough, and we were on this for ages, and we were losing time, obviously. So when we finally got back onto the main paved road, we had to just cane it, and there was no other option really apart from to stay where we were. And I just remember we were just flying. We we had to, didn't we, Matt? But I was flying mm. down that we were flying down this route, and the roads are you know there's some some drops either side and whatnot. And I just remember Matt turning mm. to me and saying, Josh. We have to get there. Even if we die, I've made my peace with God. <laughs> Josh, do what you got to do. It was, too, it was as I was like overtaking a lorry down the sort of hill next to the ravine. Or something. You are overtaking a lorry, a, a truck, on the outside of a very blind curve on a mountain road. And there was a gorge of thousands of feet below. I love Matt. Matt's a writer, everyone. Lou, is this is this causing some kind of excited response in you listening to this? Sorry, what? <laughs> is it because the conversation wasn't about you, Lou? Is that why you face you faced out? 
Yeah, yeah, it was all about me. So, Jolly, how did you fare in the narcissist lesson? So, mate, I got 19 as well. Did you? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I think it's that, like... High risk. High risk, self-confidence thing, but also tempered with a little bit of awareness of other people. Empathy, kindness, respect. (laughs) So, so go on then, Lou, what was yours? Um, Okay, I got 24. There you go. 24. 24? <laughs> we yeah. have a new leader. Lou God. on 24. Well, yours, well, yours was 24, Matt, was it? So here's the thing. My my test was 24. Oh, and, I, and I was like, my ex-girlfriend's right. Like, I really am a, a friggin' ego, egomaniac who's only interested in himself. You know? I really, that is really me. Acceptance is the first is the first form of um, change, Matt, isn't it? No, totally. And, and the thing is, like, I there's a lot about me that I accept is quite narcissistic, right? Because you know, I yeah, I am interested in myself. Um, I don't like not getting my way. Uh, I'm really I really care about image. Um, I sometimes find it difficult to get interested in other people's problems, especially if I think that they're minor and not worthy of attention and that they're being oh, built up. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too, me too. Oh, my God. Uh, you're giving me a hard-on here, Matt. I'm really loving it. <laughs> you know, and, like, frankly, 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 I do like the sound of my own voice, and I like being, a, I like being the centre of attention, and I love telling stories, you know? So, so, so Luke, does that resonate with you as well? Oh, no, I can't comment. Oh. But what I do want to say is, Matt, um, the jingle that you came up with for the last podcast, I don't think it's good enough because it doesn't see, it doesn't sound, make it sound like I'm important that. enough. <laughs> what, for lose reviews? Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, it well, sounds like a bit sort of death metal. Yeah, it should be. Without, it should be. It should be lose re- reviews and straight from the hot tap with no with straight from the hot tap. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And then it should go, it should be lose <laughs> reviews with straight from the hot tap, and then pause introducing Lou. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) The funny thing is about that is you didn't know this, but you've just created the best ever setup because I have actually done you a jingle. (laughs) Perfect. I have, which we'll which we'll play in a second. But but Josh, go on. We don't know your score, Josh. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, this is. I find, like I said, I scored lower than I thought. I I scored (laughs) eleven, and I really yeah, which surprised me. And I feel like, and I feel like I should actually do it again i feel like i should do it again almost did you answer honestly john did you answer sort of honestly or did you answer what you what you thought the right answer was in character at the time josh as a sort of (laughs) you know you you just done a casting for i don't know uh some kind of wallflower librarian type i feel like there were like i said earlier there were a couple of quite well more than a couple of questions where i was really i could have literally clicked true and false and so i don't Mm. and and i Obviously, I had to make a decision at the time, but I feel like it would probably be higher if I did it again. But I'm hoping it would still be sub twenty. But I was surprised that it was that low. Um, I mean, I mean, yeah. what was your score again, Josh? Eleven. 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 Jesus. I, and you're yeah, an actor. Exactly. I know. Maybe that's why I really haven't made it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's why you like being other other characters. Maybe. No, Maybe but Matt, the trouble is traditionally that would speak to having a high narcissism score. Would it? Because yeah, because it would be a, a, a you need a lot of self belief to do that. You, a lot of people say actors are quite highly narcissistic. I just, I yeah. just. I don't know. I feel like maybe I should do it again. And yeah, but let me just add one thing, right? Is that there is, there is a certain type of person who's very ego driven is actually quite egomaniacal, but isn't a narcissist. And if you want to see a really good two examples of that, uh, watch the excellent documentary about Bross, you know, the band Bross, when the screaming, it was so good. Yeah. But the thing is both those guys are really ego driven but they're not narcissists. Do you know, do you know what I find? A, a sort of compare, this is the test I use at work. We do this test around um, uh, emotional intelligence, and it's quite similar in lots of ways. And, and we find with the test that people that score low 
In other words, people have um, anxiety about um, reading emotions. People have um, concerns about their their status and all this sort of stuff. Actually, perform extremely well um, because they never they they never think they're quite good enough. Whereas yeah. people score very high by contrast often perform poorly in the workplace mm. because they are always con- com- confident that they've done an amazing job every time when perhaps mm. they haven't. I thought it was interesting. Actually, actually Matt and Lou, on that subject, do, do you ever wake up in the morning and just think, I'm surrounded by idiots? You know, the, the whole world is full of idiots. They have, they just haven't got me yet. Um... <laughs> Does that have happened? <laughs> Honestly. <God. laughs> Uh, yes in a past life yeah Yeah. Uh, I can't really go too much into that right now (laughs) good anyway right so that brings us around to 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 lose reviews so as we said you know you 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 passed a few comments about your your jingle that I've engineered in the last (laughs) podcast so I spent a bit of time this week seeing I could come up with something a bit more fitting um, so I'm hoping this works for you guys, but, but, you know, this is Tony Sound Up, this is what, this is what I come up with. So, you know, imagine about to introduce Lou into the, into the podcast and, and here we go. Meh, this is Lou's Reviews. Dude, Matt, you may not, you may not be a narcissist, Matt, but you are a clown. <laughs> No, it's just a twat. That was was the joke one. This this is the real one. This is News Reviews. I, I do prefer that one, yes. What was it at the end? Was that you drumming your fingers on a table or something? <laughs> it, was, it was it was fireworks going off. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. What, were, what were you drumming in the first one? Wet? <laughs> it was it was just clapping. They were. <laughs> uh, the second one does. Um, that work for you. Try it again. Yeah, it does work for my narcissist. Um, there we go. The grandeur. Tendencies. Sounds like a sort of scene yeah. from. This Game is like bloody <laughs> There you go, the cheering and the fireworks. Yeah, I like that. That's a good leading, isn't it? So there you go. But it's not really for me, it's for the reviews. There we go. Yeah. Over to you. Okay, uh, so the first one this week is from uh, Gail from Crew. Oh, my God. Uh, she says, I enjoyed the podcast until I got to the cat spanking story. <laughs> I was Matt's neighbour for some years, oh, no. and oh. I'm the owner of Dennis. Oh, I had no. no idea about this incident, Matt. Oh, no. Please phone me. I'm very disappointed. Genuinely, you know, we, we shared many a moment of strife about the cat wars that went on for four years. I might have taught Dennis a lesson that time, but he did get his own back in many, many ways. He did um, shit on your pillow. That's he did shit on the pillow. Yeah, yeah. He did. Um, and pissed up my wall several times. Um, so I'm not proud of myself, if I'm honest, but, you know, Gail, you, you know me. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have harmed him that much. In a so, way, I still think Dennis won. He's won, he's won the battle. <laughs> He, has won. he won the war. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Matt won that battle, but Dennis won the war. Oh, yeah. Mainly with piss. This is like... And shit. Oh, oh God. <laughs> so um, the next review is from uh, Roblox Girl 10. Uh, and she says, I was trying to fix my tap when I saw this. I still don't know how to fix my tap but I enjoyed listening to four men raging about stupid things. That's nice. Okay. Nice one. (laughs) Excellent. Uh, Yeah, there's one final review for this week, and this comes from Terry and Johnny Graham from a company called Foxagon, uh, the non-lethal fox control company. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So... Terry and Graham suggest that it's likely that your your garden forms part of a fox's territory where yeah. the fox or foxes will continue to shit on your property because they see it as their territory. 
And in short, they will continue to do so uh, indefinitely. Jeez. So, Jesus. So, Johnny, Johnny, in fact, you're like, you're in their way. You're kind of... Yeah, you are in their way, Johnny. Maybe you should go shit in their, in their territory. Just go and find their little their foxhole and take a dump in it. Um, but also, their services include and are not limited to uh, fox deterrence, fox management, fox repellents, fox proofing, fox, clear, fox foul clearance and remedial works. Please get in touch if we can be of service. Brilliant. Excellent. Thank you, Lou. Excellent. So moving on to, to Taunton Matters. I haven't done your jingle yet, Josh. You're next on my list, so don't you worry. There's a lady called Lynn Morley who oh, Lynn, has yeah. put on Taunton Matters. Um, I just wanted to say that I had my first vaccine today at the race course, and I was very impressed with the organisation. They're running a well-oiled machine, very slick, very organised, and very well run from start to finish. <laughs> Sorry, that's very old. That's very old brand, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, I just thought she really nailed it there. Um, Nice review. Yeah, yeah, it was very nice. I think you know, if if anyone in Taunton is looking for a vaccine, head down to the race course. It seems safe, Um, but you know, we can't we can't say for sure. Odds on. Odds on. Yeah. Yeah. Odds (laughs) on. This is quite a serious one, and it actually starts with the words "warning" to everyone in Taunton. And this is from Michael's page, everyone. Be on the lookout as catalytic converters are being stolen. What? Why would you steal a catalytic converter? Well, apparently it's for, they're stealing catalytic converters from older cars. I guess, I don't know, maybe they're, they're not made anymore. I just don't know. But um, yeah, just be on the lookout. There's someone out. If you've got an old car with an old catalytic converter, you're not safe. <laughs> Chloe Hyatt asks, does anyone know if carpet right is open? Walk-ins. I'm looking to get an off-cut of a carpet, but unsure if you can just go in or if it's by appointment only. No, it's good to fall under essential essential services carpets, you think? Ah, I don't know. I don't know. What do you reckon? I'm not sure they would do. It depends. I mean, is there a situation where an emergency might happen and a carpet is the only solution for it? I don't know, maybe hiding a corpse or something. Let's say, let's say Dennis. Dennis is back from the dead. Let's assume he's dead from his injuries mainly. But he's back, <laughs> right? And he's he, he's on the warpath for revenge. And literally, he just turns your carpet into a giant litter tray. <laughs> oh, God. That's a... That's surely, again. That's surely, you know... That's a like carpet's emergence. That's right time now. to open... Yeah, yeah time that to is. open carpet right. So, that I don't is. know. The next one is is a real shout out to someone. To be honest, we may have come across ourselves um, when we when we grew up in Taunton. He was Taunton's Mister Poppy appeal, um, so he would have sort you know he would have been out there you know saying the poppies. But this guy he's he's called Stan Twos, and he's died at the age of ninety seven. And listen to this. He was yeah he he's obviously got amazing amazing history, and he he was a war hero, paratrooper, um, and there's a there's a there's an article in the County Gazette. The headline is "Paratrooper who took charge when all officers died in a Nazi in Nazi Germany landing." So he was a bit of a legend, basically, and obviously oh. carried on fronting up the poppy appeal right till mm. yeah, right the way through. So yeah, thought he needed he needed a mention. It goes from that to someone else asking if anyone can tell her if the ASDA photo kiosk does A4 pictures. <laughs> <laughs> What, what on earth would you want an A4 picture That's for a big Asda? passport? That's a giant passport, yeah. She, exactly. where, where's she going? Gulliver. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and um, just a la- just the last one. This is quite funny because it's kind of like basically just aimed headlong at Somerset County Council. And there's um, there's a residential road in Taunton here, and um, there's literally just a, a picture of. A, of just a complete messy hole in the pavement and basically there isn't you can't walk along the pavement you have to go walk on the road to get around this hole it's got the barriers around and a sign saying footway closed anyway this lady susan wilson has posted up happy first birthday hole 
Many thanks. <laughs> many thanks to Somerset County Council for helping you reach this milestone. <laughs> that, is, that is passive aggression. It's oh, very bad. That is absolutely it? perfect, isn't it? <laughs> absolutely brilliant. So yeah. So I guess I guess we have to just you know echo her her comments and thank the county council. <laughs> for like <laughs> leaving a hole on her road for the last year um that's brilliant i love that thank you josh so i thought so obviously we're getting to the point in the pod now where we've got a fair few followers we're up to episode seven you know we're we're, we're hitting the big time slowly but surely so it's only right now that we start to think about monetizing getting some income it's going to get more and more expensive when we, you know, have to start you know, hiring private jets and paying for hookers and getting cocaine delivered to our doors. You know, so we do need to to start thinking about get, reaching out to, to businesses to, to, you know, to, to to put put some money in our in, in our in our coffers and put, you know, obviously promote their businesses. So, so I asked you guys to come up with some some ideas for who we might ask for sponsorship. So, what have we got? Have we got any any good ideas, guys? You could do what you did a few years ago when you were a bit skint and um, you could go back on the game. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could rejoin a, a local rollerblading society, get myself elected as president, and then yeah, do some dealing with the church with, funds. Yeah, and then you know, yeah. trousers some money for, 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 for the sale of, of, of equipment. I think the answer to, to money to the um, to the money issue is 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 simple. It kind of solves itself. Let's talk about business opportunities. The, the thing is, all we need to do is to come up with some kind of like Amway type Ponzi scheme that we, <laughs> we can also run while we do this podcast that just makes us a load of money and just means that my golf stream can be kept constantly fueled. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, some sort of invest, investment Ponzi scheme would, would probably work. Although, you know, it's been done before with, with, with mixed results. The thing, is, the thing is, the great thing about Ponzi schemes, right? And by the way, a little bit of history here. Ponzi schemes were invented by a guy called Diego Ponzi, right? That's where they come from. And he was an Italian immigrant in uh, the United States who was deported for running a scheme that became named after him, right? And what he said about Ponzi schemes still holds true to this day. They always work. Because they, they're based on the idea of exclusivity, which almost everyone uh, finds completely irresistible. The idea that there's a club and that you should be in it because you'll be in a socially advanced situation. So, so are you saying that there could be a Ponzi scheme of Taunton Matters I mean, podcast? Is that not obvious? <laughs> well, you know, I'm just thinking of the, the, the couple of years of of high rolling followed by the 20 years in prison that is perhaps not really appealing to me here. The thing is, no one in Taunton won't want to contribute to this podcast. So we just have to find a way to kind of sell it back to them as a business opportunity. Well, I think I think what you've, what you've just said there is, is basically the perfect model for, for a straight-from-the-hot-tap franchise. And yeah. individuals can, can centre it around their own towns and um, pick up the salient points about their particular provincial market town, ridicule them, take the piss out of them, tell anecdotes about their old places of drinking and so forth. Um, and then they can, um, you know, just give all the funds to us. <laughs> we can have a straight from the hot tap credit card. Yeah. We could just do a little bit of merchandise. I think the, uh, the branding is, is, is on its way. But I, I had to think about it myself. I was trying to think about what the theme... So I had two ideas. One, people always ask about Dennis. So I thought, great, let's, let's, let's approach businesses that specialise in cat's accessories. Companies out there that manufacture catnip, you know, collars, clothing for cats, um, you know, little, those little tags that go on their necks, um, you know, cat carriers, cat litter trays, all this sort of stuff. There's a website out there called Chewy.com, which is a British-based business. It's, you know, online. It's quite nice, fits with the branding. Um, you know, we can maybe approach them. And I thought, would a cat company that probably has quite a large affection for the animals want to sponsor a, a podcast that maybe hasn't been quite so friendly towards them? So maybe that's not the best idea in the world, which got me thinking. So the other option was obviously a slipper company. I don't know how much. <laughs> I don't know, if I'm honest, I don't know how slippers 
can be really discussed and brought to life and you know the, the magic of the slipper doesn't really work for audiences that are listening you know you have to see it feel it experience it you know you can't just tell people about how wonderful a slipper is so that really died a death for me and then it came to me like a light bulb moment i thought the one thing that you never hear publicize you know which is a growth market a little bit underground and that's the spanking market so oh god if the spanker and the spanky you know they, they they have to go to quite some lengths to under you know, to find out how to indulge their, their their hobby really likes of 50 shades of gray various other um what's that one that the, the recent one that, that you mentioned Lee, that you saw that was quite rubbish you know you saw what, you saw on the internet it, it lasted about 12 minutes and um the, what uh, what was it called <laughs> you, had, you watched oh, some film was, you put me on the spot now polish Romanian or uh, red tube i don't know what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah so anyway so like you know spanking is much more mainstream than it used to be so i thought well you know what Maybe that's the way forward. So I found a company, the Space Over in Essex, um, that, that specialises. They have a particularly interesting product called the Electra Stim. So not only is it a luxury paddle, um, it also conducts an electric current. So not only can you can you can you can you spank, you can also electrocute at the same time. And I thought, you know, is it like one of those fly swats? You know, do you know what? That's exactly what it is. But rather than shaped like a tennis racket. It's, it's it's shaped like a cricket bat, you know, obviously a bit smaller. So, yeah, so I thought, you know, this company, Bondara. Oh, my God, I'm just Googling that. There you go. Electrostim, there you go. It's available on Love Honey. Yeah. Are you um, <laughs> are you currently putting your credit card details in, Lee? No. Into basket. That could work because it's a growing market. We can normalise the acts of flagellation. Maybe that could work. So, anyway, I thought I'd see what I could do creatively to come up with an idea for them. So, I made a little advert. For, for them so you know to take take a listen see what you think get a thanking for that spanking with bondara the uk's leading retailer paddles backs and crops bondara's revolutionary electrostim system will leave you begging for more and caters from tastes from the vanilla to the seriously spicy mention straight from the hot tap with your first order and receive some luxury cooling gel for free your bottom will thank you There you go. What do you reckon? I just feel like this is for another podcast. Where's the Taunton angle in that? I'm not sure the lady from Taunton Matters is going to approve of that. Oh, maybe God. she's a maybe she's a spanker or a spanky. <laughs> Calling all spankers and spankies. Well, it's better than spanking cats, isn't it? I don't think you want to spank a cat with an electrostim. That would that really would be taking it too far. Oh my God. <laughs> Do you reckon that fits in with the the image of the pod? Though? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Hot tap nights, maybe the, the late night spin-off I show we do that. when when we're three or four. Years into our into our run, the steam for that spanky UK's leading retailer paddles, backs, and crops. Bondara's revolutionary electrostim system will leave you begging for more and caters from tastes from the vanilla to the seriously spicy. Mention straight from the seriously spicy. Receive some luxury cool job for free. Thank you. Ben so the jury's out on that one then matt have you got any sponsorship ideas then there's this really old traditional i think it's still there i'm I'm certain it's still there very old tradition traditional like somerset uh, elderly gentleman's clothing store and it's called gertz yeah right gertz and it's the kind of let me just put this in 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 perspective it's the kind of place that you go if like you needed an outfit for your appearance at the 
afternoon tea at Somerset County Council subcommittee offices. People are not quite in the Somerset County set. That's where they go, you know. And um, basically, it's like, you can imagine, it's like barber jackets and like cloth caps and like woolen check shirts, like the kind of stuff that, you know, you'd wear if you were a middle-aged, prematurely old teacher at one of Taunton's many private schools. What better moment suggests the girls that they open a branch in Miami Beach? <laughs> People are always looking for like a new gimmicky, flashy idea. It's very flashy. And seeing as, you know, Gerds is like the very opposite of anything that could be considered flashy, I think it might it just might work. Yeah, and just put the prices, triple the prices. You know, a jacket rather than being a couple hundred quid is now two thousand pounds. I'm just looking at it online. It's it's yeah, it's super traditional. Yeah, Gerds is kind of a place that, like, it's it's old school. It's yeah. the OG player of Taunton. You know, it's like, yeah. it's the kind of place that's been run by the same family since 1933. Yeah, the same family. I mean, well, this was the, this was a place that was it existed. Like we said in our first broadcast, I mean, when I turned up in Taunton at the end of 1990, and and bear in mind. At the same, that that was a time when the Soviet Union was still in operation as a thing. Well, thanks for that, Matt. I think all of those ideas have given us a great opportunity to not only grow the pod, uh, but also add some much-needed funds to our depleted wallets. So that takes us on to the next segment of the show. Well, this is the time of the show we call Matt's Wets. like it grand aggressive machine guns i love it man what is my rant for today well <laughs> i'll just lay it on you it's people talking about the tv show bridgerton oh yes this is great yeah I'm with you. <laughs> nothing pisses me off more than you're having a, a reasonable conversation with someone and then they say have you seen bridgerton and i just fucking Take a drill and just <laughs> insert it into their face and just turn it turn into Patrick Bateman. <laughs> I feel like this when you guys talk about the wire. You're just wrong, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> That's different. One is a show that is a milestone in, in every sense, you know, um, uh, in terms of narrative, in terms of acting, the things you can put on TV. And the other one is just this, for me, it occupies the same emotional space as anything touched by that merchant of the international merchant of shit, Julian Fellows. <laughs> oh, is, he, is he responsible for this? Julian Fellows is not responsible for, 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 for Bridgerton. Although, Josh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to freak you out for a second. You, you know someone who is responsible for Bridgerton. You may have blanked them out of your mind. People find the class issue from overseas just this endlessly fascinating thing. I also think it's perpetuated overseas about here. You know what I mean? It's like a sort of it's a cliche. It's a cliche that's perpetuated maybe just as much overseas it, as it is here. It absolutely is perpetuated. So Bridgerton is a kind of latest example of um of this like endless fetishization of the class conflicts that obviously is has never gone away in the United Kingdom and is just as powerful as ever. But it's it's something that over there is kind of a problem, but over here is like um just a source of dramatic interest. And frankly, like living here as a as a as someone from the UK originally you're just besieged by people asking you about the royal family or have you seen Bridgerton or have you seen what the show, the show that, that they call Downtown Abbey. <laughs> the simple fact is, is one of the most dislikable people I ever met in my life is one of the writers on this show and therefore earns probably around, after tax, $25,000 every week. And so, like, I just find that the kind of boiling resentment and envy in me. 
Well, that takes us to the end of the show. We hope you enjoyed it and haven't diagnosed yourself as a clinical narcissist. And if you have, this pod was definitely all about you. And Matt, and Lou for that matter. This week's shout-out goes to Gerds of Taunton, an exclusive traditional clothes shop for the very discerning West Country gentleman. Gerds has been providing high-quality tailoring since 1933 and would love to find you the very best in luxury attire. As always, the show is unofficially brought to you by Moran's Thai Restaurants in Westwood Home. Moran serves the very finest Thai cuisine on the North Atlantic coast and the best cocktails for miles around. We're looking forward to the grand reopening. This was straight from the hot tap.